we are excited to introduce to you Prophetic Edge, where we are going to be digging into the revelation of God's Word and what it looks like to walk in victory through the Word of God. Whenever God is ready to move in Scripture and bring victory to people, He always brings a fresh edge of revelation. This whole idea of transition that we're talking about in this series, it's one of my favorite words. It's one of my favorite thoughts. It's one of my favorite ideas from Scripture. Everything requires transition. The only thing that is constant in the world, if you really look at it, is change. Um, no matter how it comes to you, no matter whether it's good or bad, whether it's sweet like honey or it's bitter, whether it comforts your soul or it afflicts your mind, everything is change. From the day that a child is born, it is in the midst of changing. Bones that are soft and not able to move, uh, gums that begin to bring forth teeth, teeth, that begin to fall out and form a second layer of teeth as you mature. Suddenly, you're not only able to form a word, you're forming sentences, from sentences to great communication to learning other languages. All the way through life, it's change. You're living in one place that's near the ocean and the next thing you know, you're moving to wide open fields and the beauty of golden grain and the next thing you know, you're shifting and you're to the top of a mountain and you're spending most of your time surrounded by snow and watching the beautiful green trees dance in the middle of the wind. And then should God allow it and time permit, you're somewhere on the other part of the world and you may be in a desert full of sand or you may be in a valley full of flowers. Everything about this world, everything about this life is about change. And so first you have the divine moments with God where God interrupts you. And then you have those divine moments with God where God encounters you. We must learn how to grab these moments and make the most of them because I think even as we talked about in the last episode, the last podcast, if you don't take the time to look around and appreciate what God is doing, you will lose it. You can miss it. It's not that God is not moving, it's that we don't always discern what he's doing. And so that's why we talked about look and see. But now let's go even deeper. Moses sees this burning bush that's burning and he understands that God is in the middle of it and God is calling him. But there is now the encounter. It's not enough to be interrupted by God, but you have to take away what God did in that divine interruption. In those divine moments when you meet God, something unique happens that I think we lose sometimes. What do we lose? You can go to the healing service and you receive the healing, but is that all you received? Uh, you went to a great meeting and they were preaching about Jesus and souls got saved and you heard about salvation, but is that all you received? You were sitting in those Bible classes and the word was taught to you over and over and repeatedly scripture got into your mind, 
but is that all you received? You see, the word of God comes not only to teach you, but to transform you, not just to bring you an education, but to produce revelation. So if you only receive the words that are spoken, and if you only learn the one lesson that is taught, you have fallen short of the manifestation of what that message should have produced in you. Every message is another layer of Christ being revealed inside of you. Every moment is another opportunity for you to fall at the feet of Jesus and be lifted up in the image of Christ. So what did you receive when God interrupted your life? You sang a song in worship and in praise, and he interrupted your day by rapturing your heart into a melodious moment of blessing God. But you left that moment of worship and all you talk about is the song. You don't talk about the point of the song, the message of the song, the man in the melody. You left that church service and you talk about the fact that the preacher preached and he gave a great oratorical rendition of the heart of God and the depth of the matter and everyone was moved and they were swayed and some ran to the altar and some sat unmoved and you remember what the people did but you forgot what God was doing. What did you gain from the moment? So a divine interruption from God is supposed to produce a divine encounter with God. Moses sees the bush is burning. He recognizes that God is interrupting him. God is stopping him. God is slowing him down. God is saying, look around, son. I need to talk to you. But now let's discuss this thing. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush is not burned. That's the interruption. When the Lord saw there, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And God said, draw not nigh hither. Take off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Draw not nigh hither, come no closer. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. Unlock your sandals, take off your shoes. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. You are in the midst of a God encounter. Oh, that's where we stop. I want you to think about this just for a moment. You have been interrupted by God. Now you encounter the presence of God and God says this unusual thing. God says, slow your roll, stop right there. Don't come any closer. While you're watching the glory, the power, the presence the wonder of God, dance before your eyes. God says, stop. But Lord, I want to come closer. Stop. Lord, I want to touch this anointing. Stop. Lord, I need to handle your presence. Stop, child. Don't come any closer. Because if you move in the haste of your intellect and rush in the need to investigate in your soul, you're going to make this common. 
You're going to run over what you should be sitting in. You're going to miss what you should be relishing. You're going to jump over what you should lay in the middle of and soak every ounce into your soul so that you lose not a drop. In this world that we live in now, we move so fast, we live in a hurry, we dance at the speed of technology, we think at the speed of a search engine. Everything we do, we do instantly. So we have not taught ourselves to be still and know that he is God. And in the rush to learn, in the rush to know, in the rush to be the first that sees it, hears it, knows it, repeats it, likes it, retweets it, in the rush to have the first hand that opens the door, turns the wheel, touches the dial, moves the button, in the rush to be the one who gets the prize, ascends to the stage, conquers the enemy, blows up the giant, wins the award, beats the game. In the rush, we sometimes didn't hear God say, stop, this is holy. Stop moving so fast. Stop rushing past what I'm trying to reveal to you and in you. Could you just recognize the place where you are right now is holy? He says to Moses, Moses, take your shoes off your feet. So what do you do when you recognize you're in a God encounter? What do you do when you understand that you're in a God moment, when God has decided to break into your world, arrest you, pull you deeper? hold you against his chest so that your brain begins to hear the rhythm of his heart so that your thoughts can begin to dance at the speed of the love of God so that God can let your ears be like the ears of a priest for the priest heard the hum of the glory that was in the box because the ark of the covenant was on their shoulders which means the glory was at the same level as their head which means his voice was at the same level as their ears so that's now what happens when God pulls us into the New Testament and John laid on the chest of Jesus and his ear was at the level of Christ's heart and his head was at the level of God's passion and suddenly what was in the heart of Jesus gets into the head of John. Stay here because this is holy. What do you do with a God encounter? The Lord says to Moses, take your shoes off. The place where you are right now is already holy. Hmm. That's an unusual statement because it wasn't holy three minutes ago. It was, there were sheep walking around. It wasn't holy five minutes ago. There was just dust in the air. A few minutes ago, there were scorpions and snakes slithering around underneath this bush. There were insects eating insects and flies being consumed by beetles and beetles being crunched by spiders and spiders being eaten by snakes. This was just a normal part of the world. But now that heaven sits here, you say this place is holy. So what do I do when God takes my natural world and snatches it into his super? supernatural presence. Be still and take off your shoes. So I'm just going to talk about that for a couple of minutes. How do you take your shoes off in the presence of God? Yeah. You know, there's an old song, these boots are made for walking and 
That's just what they'll do. And one of these days, these boots are going to. Now, we're not talking about that because that's about how your walk is going in a different direction than the person you're connected to. There's another song where it talks about just leave your shoes there. Set them off a while. Well, that's a whole nother song. That's talking about connecting with a human being in a way where you are building intimacy by leaving your shoes at the door. What does God mean when he says, take off your shoes? The Bible is very clear that when you walk through life, everything in this world in its decaying, dying process becomes dirt or dust. Everything becomes something that used to be alive. Everything that was alive becomes something eventually that you walk through. Dust. The smallest level of particulates that have been produced by the crushing of what used to be alive. Dirt. What remains from that which existed as organic but has been dissolved or diminished over time. It was a mountain. Now it's just rubble. It was a hill, now it's just dirt. It was a man, now he's just dust. All that was being diminished over time comes down to dirt and to dust. Moses now spent 40 years in Egypt. Now he spent 40 years in the wilderness. And God says, take your shoes off. To take your shoes off in God's presence is when God says to you, disconnect from your past on purpose. Everything you walked through before has to lay in my presence. You have to surrender your old mindset. How you walk through Egypt, take it off. How you walked in the wilderness, take it off. What you learned before you met me, take it off. What they taught you before you knew me, Take it off. What religion said about me that's different than what the word said about me. Take it off. Unhook your shoes. Take off your sandals. The thing that collects the dust of the world, the mindset for your feet represent the gospel of peace, the journey you have in God. How blessed are the feet. How beautiful are the feet of those that bring the good news. So feet speak of the sonship mindset. Why? Because it's about dominion. For you shall have a son who shall put his foot on the head of the devil. So when God first spoke about sons in the book of Genesis, he said, your son, speaking of one, not of many, shall put his, speaking of Christ, not of man, foot, speaking of dominion, not just of authority, on the head, speaking of the throne power of the devil. In other words, every ability the devil had to rule shall be crushed supremely under the authority of Christ, and he shall pass that on to the church, for the foot is part of the body, therefore the authority that Christ now has, he gave to the body of Christ. But you can't walk in the footsteps of Christ till you take off the sandals of man. So now that you're in his presence, take that shoe off. Everything you learned in how to walk in life, what you learned in how to walk in God, what they told you about God that isn't in the Bible, take it off and leave it. Leave it at the entering of his presence. 
I say to some of you, to go deeper in God is going to be quite easy for you, but the disconnect of your sandal will be the battle. Can you really take that sandal off? What does that mean? Some of you hear this and you're rejoicing and some are still struggling. Let's make it real simple. What you wrap your foot in, what you've wrapped your walk in, you surrounded your walk through this earth in theology that may not have come from God. Can you unwrap your walk from bad theology? You were taught how to treat your wife or husband by parents who were abusive or by friendships that were out of order. And so you are a man who wants to serve God, but when you get upset with your wife, you yell and cuss and scream, and you've got to unwrap that behavior from your walk in your marriage. You think you're a good parent, but you're not being a godly parent because every time your children disappoint you, the first thing you do is go down the list of their failures and you're not showing them the love of Christ. You're showing them the manipulation of a broken heart because you never got healed yourself. So now you've got to unwrap your walk from bad examples. How you handle your money. You're praying for God to give you a breakthrough, but every time you get money, you spend, you overspend, you waste it, you gamble it away, you give it to people who don't love you, you throw it away to friends, you throw one party, and now you can't pay your rent. You have a celebration, and now you're in debt. You get into one bad situation after another economically. Why? Because you're repeating the patterns that people taught you, so your walk gathered dust. You gather dust into your money. You gather dust into your emotions. You gather dust into your worship. You gather dust into your ministry. You've got dust. The things of the world that are dead and dying have infected your walk with God and you don't even know it so that when you approach God, God says everything I have belongs to you, but I can't pour heaven on you till you unwrap your walk from this dead dying stuff you picked up along the way. Can you strip your walk down simply to love, grace, and obedience? And all the other stuff you learned, leave it there. The first way you enter into the divine encounter is the simplicity of this. Somewhere along the way, each one of you have got to recognize that God is saying to you, take those shoes off. They put them on your feet when you were little. Your parents taught you how to talk to people. Your friends taught you how to handle stress. Your drinking buddies taught you how to celebrate. Your drug buddies taught you how to get over pain. Your girlfriend taught you how to sleep the night away and forget you had responsibility. Your boyfriend taught you how to hide in the middle of that bed and not recognize that you had lost your integrity. Your enemies taught you how to be bitter and not to grow, and now you're stuck in a prison you didn't make. And you've learned all these ways and you have let them become shoes. You're walking the way they walked, acting the way they act. And God says, you gotta take those shoes off Every shoe that was fitted, every mindset that was fitted to your walk, every idea you walked in, every mindset, every bitter way, every broken way that was taught to you that you have let corrupt your walk in God. God says, stop 
talking, stop running, stop trying to be great and just look down at your feet and say, I'm not walking like Jesus. And I've got to leave these shoes in his presence. Oh, if you can take those shoes off. What does that mean? Make a choice right now in his presence. God, you didn't give me this. You didn't teach me this. You didn't show me this. So I'm asking you, help me leave this right here. And then what do you do? Exchange it. Exchange beauty for ashes. So right now, that's how you trade your shoes. So right now, I don't care where you are, but right now in these last couple of minutes, we're going to go to the house of the cobbler. And people say, what is that? The old fashioned word for someone who made shoes was a cobbler. When you wanted to have a nice pair of shoes, you would go to one who would make shoes. They would measure your feet and they would fit your shoes with beautiful leather, cloth. And they would measure the bottom of your foot and they would put the little steel tacks in the bottom and then cover it with another layer of leather and then put the bottom of the shoe and form the heel and put the heel on it. And why did they do it? They made every shoe was made to fit your foot perfectly so that you weren't walking in someone else's shoes so that you didn't pick up something that they had so you didn't get their disease their issue their problem so that whatever was afflicting afflicting or affecting their walk didn't get into your feet so that whatever was causing them damage didn't get onto you it even gets better than that so that whatever their foot smelt like your feet don't pick up their smell you got your own shoes so that you were fresh in your walk clean in your journey, holy in his presence, and pure in eternity. Some of you need to recognize you've picked up bad habits because you pretended, practiced, and then reproduced somebody else's walk instead of learning your own. Watch other people as an example, but your model is Christ. So how do we get rid of this? Let's go to the house of the cobbler right now. Father, we acknowledge to you that we have habits or ways, mindsets or practices that did not come from you and you did not teach us in your word. And up until this moment, we did not know that we were in error. We didn't know we were walking wrong. We didn't know that our feet had been covered up by somebody else's pretense or mindset or purposes or desires. But Holy Ghost, I ask you across the airwaves and in every heart that would hear this, that you would ignite a revelation of every place they need to come out of, every walk they need to disconnect from, every person they need to disengage. I pray by the Spirit of God, he will enlighten you ignite your mind and your heart and cause you to see that you are not a clone. You are called to be a disciple. Disconnect from just repeating other people's patterns. You don't have to be like your mama. You don't have to be like your daddy. You don't have to be like your friends. You can love them and not act like them. So today, 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 I ask the Lord God Almighty to help you see your feet and see them being stripped away from everything every wrapping that was around them. I pray the Holy Ghost opens your eyes and you look down right now and see like old pieces of garment, like old pieces of leather, like an old tennis shoe splitting in half and falling away. I pray right now you see those things in the spirit 
become vision in your soul and you see them fall away. And I even ask God to write the name of it as it falls away. May you look down now and see bitterness fall, brokenness, divorce, anger, judgment, criticism. May you look down right now and see cycles of abuse falling off your feet. May you look down right now and see anger against women, political mindsets, spiritual abuse, economic gain over the preaching of the gospel, whatever it is that's tied you up, may you see it right now. Culture wars, racism, mindsets, pride, secularism, humanism, whatever it is, may you see it right now. And I pray by the power of God, you'll see it fall off your feet. And now your feet that stand before his presence, may he now let you become Beautiful are the feet of them upon the mountains. Beautiful are the feet of them in his presence. Beautiful are the feet of them at the burning bush who carry the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and take to the world, not the words of men or the forms and fashion of religion, but the deep resounding powerful truth that he has loosed me from my old walk and he shall loose you also. Come run with me, my brother. Stand upon the mountains. Come run with me, my sister, and tell the world, free. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We bless you in Jesus' name. This has been Prophetic Edge with Michael Dalton. If this episode has blessed you, please consider sharing it with someone. For more information, ministry dates, and to sow into the ministry, please visit yes-ministries.com.